What's up, everybody? This is Fred Rachani of TSC. In this interview, we chat with Sheryu Mahale and Chris Leary, the filmmakers and actors behind the pandemic rom-com Footnotes. If I'm going to keep hanging out here, I have to be able to do something. Okay. <laughs> okay. That stinks, Jesus. <laughs> Can I borrow some toilet paper? Hey, do you want to hang out? Oh, um. Yeah, I, I don't know what your deal is, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going insane here by myself. If you feel like. Yeah, no, no, no. Some human interaction would be nice. Um, yeah, we could, we could hang. Hey, I'm not gonna sleep with you, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I think it's gonna be traumatic and it's gonna be devastating, but I hope that the people that make it through are gonna have this deeper appreciation for everything, you know? I think people are gonna know what they want. Hi. I don't know why you're taking this so personally. We were friends. No, we weren't. Perna, if we were friends, you would have called me the day Nikki showed up, okay? And he wouldn't have looked so shocked to see me standing there when you guys got home. I don't know, sometimes I feel like I gave up this good thing because I thought my life was supposed to be special or something. And now I'm like, if the world ended tomorrow, I wouldn't even be a footnote. I think that kind of depends on who's writing the book, no? <sighs> Here I thought things were gonna get awkward. Oh, it's not. Well, Sherry Mahale, thank you so much for joining us. We just presented the trailer for Footnotes coming to a film festival near you. This is a pandemic romance film, or is it? Very interesting, very topical, extremely relatable, I think, for a lot of filmgoers. Can you tell us how you got involved with this film? Yeah, so actually, Chris and I have been friends for a while. We had done a, a stage reading of um, a couple of uh, pilot episodes together a while ago in 2019, right before the pandemic. And then we became close friends during the pandemic. And I don't know if he would tell the story this way, but I had asked him, like, hey, would you want to film a scene together for an acting reel? I wanted a scene, you know, and he was like, yeah, I feel like we'd have great rom-com chemistry. Let's do it. Um, and then I didn't hear from him about it for a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, maybe he forgot or maybe he's not interested. And then he came back and had a whole feature film script and was like, hey, I don't know about the scene, but I do have a feature film script. Would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm game. <laughs> and I did see online, too, on his IG that there was something similar called the pandemic romance. So was that the original working title for footnotes or was that like a kind of like a concept for the eventual film? No, I think he was for a while. That was the actual title. Like, I think he was like, that's that's not going to change. It's going to be that. But I think over time he rethought it and eventually landed on footnotes. Pretty funny stuff from the clips that I, I saw, you know, <laughs> very interesting clips about your representation and watching extraction and things of that nature. Seems like it was a pretty fun, small set to work on. So were there a lot of laughs? Were there a lot of reshoots at times because you two were kind of bursting out laughing? Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like such a fun film to do because every, we were all friends. We had spent the whole pandemic together. Chris always used um, hosts like Sunday night dinners. So the whole crew and cast we would see all the time and we were filming and there were definitely um, a lot of fun moments on set. There were, it was just a bunch of friends making a movie. So it was, it was really a lot of fun. Does pretty much everybody know each other uh, in, the, in that film or was there any kind of casting process? Cause I believe you were also a producer on the film, right? 
Yeah, so um, there's one other uh, actor in the film as well. His name is Vishal Patel, and that was a friend of mine as well. So for me, like I knew pretty much everybody um, from start to finish, uh, cast, crew, every, everybody. Um, I think Vishal might have been newer for some of the other uh, cast and crew members. But for me, I was like, yeah, this is just a bunch of friends making a movie together. And, and in terms of time period, was this already after like kind of vaccines were introduced and everything else? Or was this still when everybody was really kind of adjusting and really trying to stay safe with like the protocols and everything? I think it was kind of in that hybrid in between. People were definitely still quarantining still. Um, this was, I think, June of 2021 and December of 2021. So by December, I think things had kind of become a little bit more lax. But June, I think people were still, you know, it wasn't so open just yet. And it's a very interesting film and, and one that really kind of taps into real emotion, right? Yes, there's a lot of comedy involved, but this is relatable. You know, we all went through worldwide, you know, this pandemic, even going down to the the, the teaser clip you two released uh, with the toilet, you hold in the toilet yeah. paper, just, you know, uh, for anybody that doesn't remember how hard it was just to get freaking toilet paper. That you know, was really hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, several years ago. So in the making of this film, um, did you learn kind of anything about yourself as an actress, as a performer, and, you know, really as a person? Because, again, you're not just acting a role. And, yes, you always want to get into character. But this is something that was kind of really relatable and maybe at times triggering. Yeah, I mean, I think this was definitely a really cool process. This is my first time being a lead in a feature film. And so that was a huge learning curve for me as well. Like, you know, just the your, the sheer volume of scenes that you're in. I think a lot of times, you know, you might you might have a couple of scenes in a movie or you might have a couple of lines in an episode of something, but this was my first time being in a project like start to finish for the most part. Um, and so even just things like keeping track of chronology and just being really on it and really figuring out how am I similar to the character? How am I different from the character and making sure that it still feels like a character and I'm not just playing myself all the time and things like that. So yeah, it was really fun. I had a great time with this character and in, in this project. Well, Chris Leary, thank you so much for also joining us. I got to ask you, Chris, I saw a lot of promotional clips, getting some buzz on the festival circuit. How'd you come up with the concept for footnotes? I don't really remember is the honest question. Uh, I think we were all in such a like hazy cloud during uh, COVID and during lockdown. Uh, I was living by myself at the time. You know, I had my own apartment and then COVID hit. I was spending months just kind of going insane by myself. Um, and I'd recently uh, developed a, a new friendship with Sherry You here. And, uh, you know, our kind of weekly catch-ups or Zoom calls is one of the few kind of bright spots in my day-to-day -day life. And um, so, yeah, I think it was a combination of, you know, what I was feeling with the pandemic and then being kind of like inspired by her and I's friendship. Um, and I've always been someone that writes for my friends, you know, kind of since I was a kid. That's just always how I've written. Um, so Sherry and I were talking over Zoom one of those days and she was like, Hey, I'm talking to this casting director. They're trying to get a sense of who I am. Like, wh what would you see like me being cast in, or what could you see us doing together? And I thought about it and thought about kind of our dynamic. And I was like, oh, you know, I think we'd actually have a really fun rom-com chemistry. And, you know, with writing, you never really know what's going to be sticky. And it was just one of those ideas that like, the more I thought about it, like jokes started coming to me and little scenes. And then eventually it was something I thought, oh, I got to write this down. And um, yeah, three years later, we're here we are. <laughs> here you are. And it's interesting because you do a little bit of everything on this film, of course, or you're either filmmaker, Sherry, of course, is also a producer in addition to the lead. So what came first for uh, both of you? What Was it, you know, kind of the writing behind the scenes aspect of things in, in showbiz or was it acting and then you kind of got drawn into the other aspects? Um, Sherry, you want to go first? Yep, go for it. All right. Um, for me, it was I was like a child actor uh, when my hometown of Orlando 
And growing up there, you know, as a kid doing little indie films and commercials, um, some community theater, I always really loved being on set and just seeing these other adults kind of playing pretend and having this fun, creative energy together. And it was something as a kid I really picked up on and really enjoyed. And that sort of naturally transitioned into, you know, getting my first editing software when I was in sixth grade and then eventually going to film school at Florida State. And um, so the acting came first, but I think the, the writing and directing has become kind of my main uh, pursuit. Um, for me, it's slightly uh, similar. I think as a kid, I grew up doing a lot of Indian classical dance. And so I was very comfortable being on stage. I loved performing and things. And I didn't actually think I could make a career out of it, though. So I think, I, you know, I tried to do a more traditional career path. I went to business school undergrad. I worked in a corporate job for a bit. And then a couple of years ago, I just thought, you know, what better time to try doing this full time than now? So I started taking more acting classes auditioning and here we are today <laughs> and I think the producing came more from as I was auditioning I started realizing like I'm not really seeing the types of roles being written for me like they're being cast in different ethnicities and whatnot and so I was like I feel like if I lean more into producing I would be able to create those opportunities in those roles or you know at least be a part of the process outside of just this roles that I'm being offered. And I, I would assume you probably had some ideas to work together in the past before this coming to fruition? A little bit. Like, I mean, we had met probably, we did a play together, I think in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so really, I think we didn't, the, the film came pretty soon after we had met, um, the, the writing process. Um, but even in that short time, um, another friend of Sherry's was making a short film and she knew I, because we had met as actors, but she knew I knew my way around a camera and invited me to come shoot that. And so we had collaborated a few times before this. Awesome. And then in terms of the festival circuit and what you've seen, obviously, I'm sure long term, you want to get distribution and all that jazz and get more people to see it to a wider audience. What's your kind of overall assessment, Chris, of the current state of the film industry? I mean, on one hand, there are so many options and that could be a little overwhelming. On the other hand, that could also be fantastic for filmmakers like yourself to get your work out there. I think it's kind of one of those things. It's I think people always want to complain about the state of it. But like you said, it's like the fact that me and my friends were able to make this movie on our credit cards and then it's going to be playing in, you know, one of the like most famous theaters in Los Angeles, uh, I think is a really cool thing that only has happened in the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. Um, so it is a little overwhelming and it's definitely uncertain. And, you know, a lot of the people that we've sort of taken meetings with and talked to in this whole process have kind of said that like, yeah, like no one really knows, even understands what a release window looks like anymore. No one understands what this or that, um, but I think it's also, I think it always comes in waves, you know, and, and I think a little bit of a wave is cresting now where I think there was this huge streaming boom where they were just throwing everything at the wall. And I think people are getting tired of not being able to trust branding and not being able to trust the quality of something. So I'm hoping there's like going to be a, a, a kind of reset in the coming years of, uh, yeah, a little more uh, discretion and quality control and things like that. Because I know I'm certainly tired of like getting on these streamers and it takes, it feels like it takes me an hour to pick something. And then even then it's like, I can't trust if it's going to be good or bad or if somewhere in between. Um, so yeah, it's definitely like overwhelming when it comes to this process of getting the film out there, but making a film, I think has never been easier. What did you learn about yourself as a film professional, filmmaker, actor, producer, writer, all that jazz, and as a person in the making of footnotes? I don't think footnotes is that similar to any, really anything I've made before this. And I think a lot of that came from really kind of like diving into my own life and getting really personal on the page. And 
Uh, I think just learning that I was capable of being brave in some of this stuff, like, you know, there's definitely some stuff in there that's kind of a deep vein for me. And uh, I think just how rewarding it was to really, you know, and even things like we shot at LAX for a day and that was, you know, everyone it's like, how'd you do that? And it's like, I just asked. And I think just learning that I had the bravery to like, just ask for what I wanted and, and get it done. And um, cause yeah, cause I'd always acted, I've directed plenty, but I think really producing something of this size, this was the first time for me. And so learning that I was capable of that, uh, I think was my biggest lesson. That's great. And and for both of you too, how important is it to have a great team around you? Obviously, you, you were both blessed to be friends and, and have friends work on this project. But just in general, I mean, it takes a lot to make a film, to get it out there, especially in the, these crazy trying times like these the last uh, three years. So mm-hmm. just can you talk about a little bit how important it is to have a great support system? Most days, like I, 90% of the days on this shoot was myself, Charyu, uh, my friend Hunter, my friend Victor, who was our producer and cinematographer just the five of us in an apartment, a sound mixer, um, you know, working kind of unstructured hours, just get doing anything we could to get the film over the line. And that's something, you know, everyone believed in the project, but it's something I think at this level and at this budget, you can really only get done if the people you're working with have love for you and, and believe in you. And, and you have to mean more to them than the project when you're working at this kind of small scale, small project. Yeah. And it was actually really inspiring to see that as well. I mean, these were friends that you've had since uh, college, which is, you know, you've really put time and effort into cultivating and building that relationship over time. And they're more than happy and willing to go above and beyond for you specifically, which is like, which is really cool to see. And I think most, you know, most directors project, like any project requires that level of commitment. Um, and that was really cool to see you achieve that. Yeah. And similar with, uh, how we found Vishal, the other lead actor in the project was just another friend of Sherry's where it was like, we were looking for this third lead. Um, you know, she was a little more tapped into the acting community in LA. And I was like, do you have anyone in mind that you think could be good? And she's like, Oh, I got this really, I got a good friend. He's helping with, we used to, we used to be neighbors funny enough in relation to the story. Yeah, We were neighbors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and again, I think it was the fact that, you know, he cared about Cheryu. He, they were friends. I think that was the reason he kind of took my email when I was like, Hey, I, don't really have any money to pay you, but here's the script. Here's my other work. If you're interested. Um, and again, it just required a level, you know, when we gave Vishal the role, it was for, uh, you know, the whole movie, but mostly we were shooting the Los Angeles portion, which he has like one scene in. And I was like, so if you'll come out and shoot this for us, and then six or seven months later, if you'll come back to sh- and fly out to Boston with us to shoot like your main portion. Um, and it was just like a big commitment on his end, uh, coming in totally blind, not knowing us. And again, it all was built on those friendships and in those relationships. That's great. And yeah, it all worked out. And yeah, from the some of the promotional clips I saw, he he, he sounds like he has a, a great role in the film. So definitely looking yeah, forward to that. He's fantastic in it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Now we always like to ask our guests some kind of random and rapid fire questions just to get to know him better. But I want to give the floor to you to let us know where we can find footnotes next and then we'll get to know you a little bit better. Um, where to find it next is TBD. Uh, we're still out to some festivals waiting to hear back from some and then hopefully kind of building off the momentum of dances with films. We'll have some uh, distributors interested and try to get out there. So uh, coming soon, but what exactly that looks like, we don't know, but follow us on Instagram at footnotes movie. Uh, Yeah. Hopefully coming soon. Excellent. All right. (laughs) Rapid fire and random question round. First one for both of you, all time. And you can just throw out some names, all time favorite actors and filmmakers who've inspired you. Hillary Swank, billion dollar baby. I think I think like the best movie star performance ever is uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. Oh, there you go. There you go. Now, you mentioned part of this movie was filmed in Boston. 
Mm-hmm. If I heard that correctly. Okay. So are you from Boston? I am. Okay. Yes. Funny enough, I am as well. But I was so it was a, like I I was born there, but I grew up in Florida. Uh, but I was born there. My father worked on the space shuttle program, so we moved down there when I was like six. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a weird coincidence that I ended up going back to where I was born to <laughs> finish mm-hmm. making my first movie. Yeah, hang on, hang on. So, hey, hang on. So, your dad worked on the space shuttle program. So, what did you ever decide think about going into to NASA, or or was kind of the arts always on your eye? Uh, I think STEM was definitely like you know. I think if I didn't get into any film schools, I think UCLA for physics was the place I got into. So that was definitely on the back burner. Um, But I definitely, you know, I think my father, being the rocket scientist, was the one that pushed me the hardest into the arts. You know, he. He's always loved movies and a lot of my early relationship to movies comes through him. So, um, yeah, I think the art, the arts were always on the radar from a young age. Are there any projects that both of you have done or just pick, if you could pick one that you would say is kind of underrated that you'd really love for the audience to check out? I uh, have a, a short film on HBO Max called Unmothered. Um, and it's a really emotional, uh, very serious note, kind of different from the vibe of footnotes. Um, but it's on HBO Max. It's called Unmothered. And yeah. Uh, I did this horror movie called Fear Farm a few years ago, and it's uh, when you talk about, you know, rapid fire, like things that have inspired you, it's like it was always on my bucket list to do a really classic, you know, teen slasher movie. Um, This is definitely that. So it's, you know, it's a very ridiculous, silly movie, but it's a lot of fun. We have a ton of fun making it. I think it's it's a very quick, easy 70 minute watch. So check it out if you have. I think it's on Tubi now or maybe Amazon. What was your most awkward moment in the filming of Footnotes? Could be something wacky, crazy that happened during the filming that maybe was chaotic at the time, but makes for a funny story now. I have one. Do you have one? Do you, do you want to go first? You can go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. So one of the scenes in the film we filmed um, in a car. And so I don't know if you've ever seen what a car mount looks like. It was my first time seeing what that was like as well. But there's like an expensive camera on the hood of a car. And it there's a lot of things required to strap it into place and make sure that it doesn't move. And so we were driving around my neighborhood with the car mount. There's like multiple people. There's two people in the car. Chris and the team are somewhere else. And, and this is the sound mixer this, in the trunk of the car. Yeah. And this is in Ashley. This is in LA where people recognize a camera sight on scene. Yeah, this, this is, is urban Ashland, Massachusetts, where nothing ever really films. And so we're driving around the neighborhood and I get a text from my neighbor that's like, hey, is this you guys? And it's like, he can, he's like sent a video of like, you know, all of us and, you know, this car. And apparently we were the talk of the town. People were sending messages in group chats and Facebook groups and whatnot, trying to figure out what was going on. Is this like a gun? Like, should we be calling yep. the police? Like People they were thought there was like a, there was like an insurrection tank just moving through this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> they were so confused. Um, and I was like, and luckily he texted me in time, but it was, um, um, people were really curious and worried as to what that was. It was really embarrassing for me because I feel like I should have probably mentioned it to them, but um, it was really funny. We all got a laugh out of that. Um, yeah, and then that was very funny. Uh, I don't know about awkward, but the most tense I ever was on set, and it's kind of built, it was like, there's a scene. So we shot mostly in July in LA, then we shot in December in Boston. But in between, we had one little scene to shoot between Cherry and Vishal uh, that takes place in a hotel room overnight. And it was the kind of thing where it was the one real, real gorilla shoot we did where, you know, I didn't have the budget to like fully permit again. We couldn't build a hotel room set. So we booked a hotel room in downtown Los Angeles. 
we went in like coordinated waves into the elevator with everyone having giant, I had, I went at 1am the night before to the only Dick sporting goods that was open to buy a giant golf case bag to stuff light stands in. So it was like, Oh, the end of oceans 11 when everyone's walking out with the bags, everyone just duffel bags and suitcases full of film equipment, walking across this lobby, trying to look on the street to go and film an overnight shoot in this hotel suite. But you got the shot. We got it done. Yeah, it was, I mean, we got it done, I think in record time too, but I was, yeah. Cause I was like, I was the most, everyone could feel it. I was so nervous. I was so tense, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was worth it. It's a great scene though. What's the best advice you give anybody for success in filmmaking and just really just the film industry in general? Personally, uh, from what I've seen in this project and the way Chris kind of carried everything out, I was like, start building your team like now, even if you don't know what you're working towards or what, like start building your team now and start investing in the community around you now because you never know when, you know, when they'll be there to help you or or vice versa. I was just thinking about this uh, a few hours ago, actually, where there's this really conventional, or there's this thing, especially with actors, where it's like, oh, I don't work for copy and credit anymore. I don't do this. And I think that's good advice and that you should, you know, you should get paid for what you do. But at the same time, if you if you feel like there's a project that has some merit and is worth its salt, you know, start doing, fa- like, don't be afraid to do a favor. Because it's like, if you help your friend out with a project, you know, then they'll be more willing to help you in and, and, you know, be earnest about it and be genuine, but just, yeah, just invest in the local independent community and, and get your name out there, get your face out there. Um, and then the other advice I always give to, especially like people that want to write and direct uh, is to really make sure your script is tight before you go to shoot. Cause I think most times when people get asked this question, the advice is always like, just make it, just do it, just get out there, just do it, just make it. And I think, again, that is good advice, but I've seen a lot of people who are so eager to shoot and to edit and to have a finished product that they don't make sure their script is really tight to begin with. And if you're not going you know, into battle with like a fully locked in plan, because it's going to change, right? I always say like making an indie film like this is kind of like trying to solve a Rubik's cube. But with an indie film, the cube is constantly shifting. So if you start with it solved, it's easy to be making adjustments as you go. If you already have, if you have kind of a mess, it's good. It's harder to just get it all to, to match up. So um, there's so much problem solving. There's so much changing on the fly that's going to happen that if you don't have a really good tight script that everyone can kind of lock into, uh, it just makes it so much harder. Very well said. Fantastic advice for both of you. And uh, we'll just chatter another high note. Why should people watch footnotes? Because it has Sherry Mahala and she's, you know, very good. And uh, no, it's funny. It's got heart. Um, you know, I think, the funniest thing is most people that have seen it have told me, I never thought I'd be nostalgic for lockdown. And I think the movie, there's been so much kind of negativity and, you know, harping on the trauma of COVID, which is all there. But I think uh, in this movie, it kind of looks back at like, there also was like a blossoming of a lot of, you know, I, I made friends during that time that, you know, and for existing friendships became a lot stronger. I realized what was important to me. So I think, um, I think it kind of looks at COVID in a different light in that sense. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Truly, like I think there were, when I really think about COVID, it's like there were some highlights in it. Not, I mean, obviously it was like an upsetting time for a lot of people, but there were definitely some sweet moments. And yeah, I'm a little nostalgic for some parts of COVID. (laughs) Definitely looking forward to people checking out Footnotes coming to a film festival near you. Uh, before we let you two go, uh, where can we find you online and where can we find you next? I'm on Instagram and, and TikTok too, um, at Sharyu Mahale. That's S-H-A-R-A-Y-U-M-A-H-A-L-E. And I'm on Instagram at that Chris Leary, and you can find the film at Footnotes Movie. Chris Sharyu, thank you so much for the time. I can't wait to check out Footnotes at a film festival near you.